Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, one of the hosts for the longest-running Dynasty-focused podcast on the planet, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you an episode packed with relevant and actionable Dynasty information that you can use to help win your league. When I'm in the host chair, we might even play a game or two. We are always open to topic suggestions, so if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, please let us know. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard, at PA Howdy on Twitter. This is, in fact, a member of the DLF family of podcasts. This week, I mostly want to talk about 2022 projections. I'm just about finished with my first run of season-long projections, and I want to mention some of the players that stick out if you're looking for points in 2022. Do you have the time to listen to me grind? Take down the film watchers and nerds all at once. I am one of those skeptical of status quo, lazy and to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I grind my Excel sheets, sometimes pour cold water on heat. When the mass not adding up, you said I'm checking out. Yeah, so I'm doing the projections model a little differently for this season. Instead of uh, trying to predict the future, instead I'm trying to describe what we are predicting in ADP. Because ADP actually hits about uh, 52-54% depending on the positional, depending on what position you're looking at. Um, which is about as good as any projection model I've ever seen, so it kind of does a lot of the work for us. Also, I find it interesting to look at projections through that lens, because then you can see what you disagree the most with, and also you can look for slight edges. For example, I'm using the ADP of at least four different sources. One from Fantasy Pros, one from DLF Ranks, one from DLF ADP, so two sources of Dynasty opinion, and then one from Underdog best ball leagues so in other words we're counterbalancing dynasty with uh redraft adp people that are trying to project points along with people that are trying to project value the reason i've decided to do it that way is based on the research i've done on how well adp hits in both formats essentially i think redrafters are better at projecting points where dynasty players are about as good at projecting value increases for example about 50 percent or more picks made in the first two rounds in a dynasty league increase and maintain the same draft round the following year to me that's accurately predicting value since about the same rate of top 12 players at both the wide receiver and running back position are actually scoring within those positional categories um, in that season when you look at redraft ADP. When I can counterbalance dynasty ADP in the same formula, we actually do slightly worse across the top 5, top 12, top 24 at projecting who's going to be inside those positional boundaries. But I think it's because we are ultimately trying to project value a little bit. And so, for example, in the top 5 at running back, which is a really small sample, dynasty tends to do better at projecting who the top 5 is. And I think that's because we're more prone to adjusting for age more dramatically and new running backs break out in the first round more often than any other position. In fact, they're most likely to break out at any positional category in their first year, although they maintain a significant hit rate in their second year as well, as we saw with Jonathan Taylor last year. So by counterbalancing both redraft and dynasty, I think we get an interesting across-the-spectrum ADP that both adjusts for age, but also heavily weights 2022 
points and the likelihood of scoring points. And honestly, if we can just accept, as Adam Hardstead has said repeatedly, that redraft players aren't either cheating or trying to trick us and are actually pretty good at projecting points, or at least as good as dynasty players are um, and more interested in those points than dynasty players are because we're trying to project value then we can have some unique and pretty interesting takeaways for what's going to happen in 2022 so what i'm going to do for this podcast is run through a few of the players at all positions that are actually ranked significantly higher in redraft than they are in dynasty i've done a quick lens or a quick filter of the top of the ones that i think sound most reasonable but uh, essentially, these players should be more likely to score points in 2022 than Dynasty players are currently valuing them at, probably because of value, but sometimes it's just because of a misrank and a lack of attention or a less attention on who's going to score more points in the following season. Sound good? Cool. So the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, both uh, are ranked below their dynasty ranking um, or redraft ranking in dynasty now Tom Brady's no surprise whatsoever since you know he might retire at any minute but uh, he is highly likely to be a top 12 quarterback that means he's actually drafted nine positional spots below and where he is in redraft in dynasty but that's not news. The fact that Jalen Hurts has is being drafted two positional spots below where he is in redraft is a little bit interesting, but again, we probably know that. Now, the two that really stick out to me are Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, both are very likely to keep their job and continue, frankly, high-level performances, at least in the mid-top-12 kind of a range. They're being drafted five and three positional spots below the average in redraft when it comes to dynasty ADP. So if you're just looking for two solid or a solid quarterback to go into 2022 that's going to score more points than they're currently valued at in dynasty, I think both Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins stand out. Now, if you're looking for a cheaper flyer in dynasty or in a super flex and you need a QB2 or QB3 because of circumstances, I think Matt Ryan and Ryan and Ryan Tannehill, the two Ryans, are also being drafted five and four spots below their redraft ADP in terms of positional rank when it comes to dynasty. And if you want to go real deep, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and Jared Goff were all drafted significantly below their redraft ADP in dynasty. So again, that's all in terms of positional spots, but especially Daniel Jones and Jared Goff, if you're looking for a cheap QB to stick on the back of your roster um, in Superflex, I think both of them are much more likely to score points in 2022 than Redraft is currently valuing them at, because Redraft, is, uh, or Dynasty rather, is much more interested in the fact they're very likely to lose value over the next year or two, um, and so it's adjusting them down. But if you're looking for points next year, that doesn't matter, right? because um, ultimately they're much more likely if we just accept the redrafters are pretty good or as good as us as drafting um, and hit at that 52 to 54% rate year over year, then both of them would actually make fairly good options uh, for cheaper quarterback points in a super flex or a 2QB setting. If you run the same exercise at running back, at the top of the fold, Derek Henry and Kirk uh, Dalvin Cook both stand out. Derrick Henry is actually being drafted higher in both formats, but he's been drafted 12 positional spots um, below the average uh, in Dynasty ADP. Why? I don't know. I guess because it's we get so used to betting against unicorns, and when we meet an actual unicorn, it's hard to accept they're real. But Derrick Henry is a unicorn. He's a rushing running back with top five upside. Right now, he's still being drafted in the top five uh, in redraft ADP, but in Dynasty ADP, he's fallen 12 in 
individual positional spots um, to the point where he's being drafted as running back 15 um, in uh, Dynasty ranks uh, and being drafted as running back 12 in Dynasty... Nope, running back 15 as well in Dynasty ADP. We've just given up on Derrick Henry, so if you're looking for a top 5 running back and you're, you want to spend the money on it, as it were, then Derrick Henry is probably one of the most tradable top 5 running back out there in terms of likely being a top 5 running back per redraft ADP. Davin Cook has a similar thing going on, but because Davin Cook, I guess, catches the ball, he's actually fallen slightly less. He's six positional spots below his redraft ADP in Dynasty. Right now in redraft, he's being drafted as a running back six, and in Dynasty, he's being drafted as a running back 12. So he's still maintaining that top 12 positional ADP. But that's six spots lower, and so Dynasty players might be more willing, especially if they're on a rough team, to trade a running back that's pretty likely to finish in the top six per redraft ADP. Now, below that, which is obviously where I start shopping because I go so hard, no running back in a lot of my leagues, especially in startups, that um, I end up with very few running backs, and so I tend to start shopping below the fold. A lot of these running backs turned up in a value list earlier in the offseason, but it's interesting to see that Redraft ADP currently in this month is still saying that they are heavy buys if you're in Dynasty and looking for points. Leonard Fournette is drafted nine positional spots below his Redraft ADP. Aaron Jones is drafted seven positional spots below his Redraft ADP. Also, James Conner and weirdly Ezekiel Elliott below all of them all offer interesting bets for 2022 if you're looking for points for the running back position in a dynasty league. We're ranking them outside the first five rounds. DLF ADP and also in DLF ranks. Aaron Jones has the highest ADP being drafted in the fourth round in Dynasty, but still, that's a pretty good value jump for players that are more likely to finish in the top 12 than Dynasty is currently valuing them at. If you're looking for flyers at the running back position, there are also some that stick out through this process. And Cordero Patterson is a whole 15 spots below his positional ADP if you consider him a running back in Dynasty. Melvin Gordon's 11 positional spots lower. Rashad Penny is 4. Darrell Henderson is five. Alex Madison is six. Ronald Jones is eight positional spots lower, and Naheem Hines is five positional spots lower. All of these guys are being drafted in the double-digit rounds. In fact, many of them are being drafted in that round 14 to 11 to 14 that we looked at last week as the rounds in a startup that you really want to try and stock up on running backs because we tend to hit on them at a higher rate in terms of finishing in positional fantasy or increasing in value. Now, not many of those guys look like they might increase in value, um, except maybe Darren Henry Anderson because he's young enough or Alexander Madison in fact I think that's mostly accounted for by the Khalil Herberts of the world in Dynasty ADP but I do think redrafters are telling us these guys are more likely to be you know somewhat useful in 2022 in terms of scoring points and they cost very very little or relatively little in Dynasty and, and so if you're looking for points they're fairly good flyers to go add to your roster in trades. At tight end, again, very few surprises at the top of the fold. We're drafting Travis Kelsey too low based on this 2022 points expectation from Redraft League. We're drafting him as like the, what is it, the tight end three in Dynasty, where he's still projected as a tight end one in Redraft because he's going to be the tight end one in 2022 in all likelihood. Darren Waller is also being drafted as running back six instead of the running back four in redraft. And so both of them, if you're looking for high-level points, those are honestly the guys I'd target to try and trade for. And George Kittle is not being drafted below his redraft ADP, even though we've mentioned him before as someone people feel like they're low on, but still. If you're looking for deeper flyers at the tight end position... 
Evan Ingram's still one of my go-tos since he's never stopped getting the targets. He's just stopped catching them. But Robert Tonyan, especially coming into 2022 with an injury, is an interesting case. He's being drafted 13 positional spots lower in Dynasty than in Redraft, which means Redrafters are somewhat more interested in him scoring points in Green Bay than Dynasty players. And given his value being drafted in the 12th round, 16th round in a Dynasty startup, that's almost nothing. And so if you're looking for cheap tight end points I think Robin Tonya makes one of the more interesting cases and uh, in Dynasty to throw a third round or a second round pick future second round pick I guess I don't know uh, at the max um, to try and get some tight end points but again I'd probably just focus on Kelsey and Waller at the wide receiver position Kerp, Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs are all getting strong discount uh, team old guy adjusted vibes. Cooper Cup's three positional spots lower. Devontae Adams is six positional spots lower. And Stefan Diggs is a whole eight positional spots lower. Of the three, I'd be probably more likely to trade for Diggs. Diggs doesn't have a changing situation. He also didn't hit at such a high rate that you basically have to give up three first round picks for a guy over the age of 28. But uh, he is still likely to score in that top 12 category. In fact, according to Underdog, all sport for, um, all three are projected to be top five wide receiver where the points really matter. And Stefan Diggs is currently being drafted as a wide receiver 12 in both Dynasty ADP and in Dynasty ranks. So I think he's the best target of those high level points. Now, Probably the most age-affected wide receivers, especially in terms of the relative points they're expected to have in 2022, are Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Both their values in Dynasty look insane right now. Mike Evans is being drafted 12 positional spots below his redraft ADP in Dynasty, and Keenan Allen is being drafted 16 spots below his positional ADP in redraft when it comes to Dynasty leagues. In other words, both being drafted in the 4th and 5th round respectively in Dynasty ADP, but the 1st and 2nd rounds in redraft ADP. Both these guys are very likely to finish as top 12 wide receivers and are being drafted as barely top 24 wide receivers and probably valued as barely top 24 wide receivers if they're on a team that is either aging or struggling to compete I would definitely send offers on them Marcus Brown continues to be the undervalued guy he's a new Tyler Lockett the guy no one wants to draft as a top 24 wide receiver but is very much likely to be a top 24 wide receiver and now has an even better situation on a team that's much more likely to pass in general and much more likely to pass again in 2022 it's not that Arizona was outpacing Baltimore in terms of passing attempts last year or even over the last three years it's just they have their they have a passing inclined offense whereas Baltimore continues to signal that it wants to revert last year's passing explosion back down towards a more rushing heavy offense with tight hand heavy schemes so I think Marcus Brown yeah seven positional spots in below his redraft ADP in Dynasty I continue to trade for him he's currently ranked as a wide receiver 25 I mean come on Mike Williams is somewhat of a question mark. I don't want to trade for Mike Williams in Dynasty. I really don't. Um, I'm just scared of the injuries and scared of the partial role. And I think Keenan Allen is the Dynasty volume scoring player on that team. But he's being drafted 21 spots below his redraft ADP. I don't know what's going on in redraft, but they're currently expecting him to be the wide receiver 17. Um, in Dynasty, he's being drafted as wide receiver 38. I don't know. I just thought I'd mention it. If you like Mike Williams, right now he seems to be an extreme value based on redraft ADP, so I'm throwing it out there. I can't say I'm sending off as a Mike Williams, but now would be a good time before the 2022 season if you're interested in him scoring points. 
Um, a little lower down the fold and very easy values I would trade for. Cortland Sutton is 10 positional values below his redraft ADP, he's being projected outside the top 24 in redraft, but they're taking a shot in him as a wide receiver 37, and dynasty players, again, at 10 positional spots below that. I don't know why, since we've effectively moved Jerry Judy's ADP back up to where it was in his rookie year, at least, and he's being drafted inside the top 24. I like Jerry Judy. I think he's more likely to play the Cortland Sutton role, but uh, to play uh, the Tyler Lockett role, sorry, in uh, Denver with Russell Wilson. But Cortland Sutton is a guy who's had a top 24 season before, and the reason I like Jerry Judy specifically is because I thought his role would be more undervalued. He's also arrested this offseason. It looks like it's not going to turn into much, but that's a sort of vague red flag that happened this offseason and makes me kind of more inclined to be interested in Cortland Sutton, especially since he's been drafted below Jerry Judy in Dynasty and 10 positional spots below his redraft. ADP, I think that makes him one of the more interesting players to send that late first round pick for if you still have them or your draft is still going in a rookie draft. There's also Adam Thielen and Juju Smith-Schuster, but I probably don't need to tell you I find them to be values in Dynasty. They're 14 and 12 positional spots below their redraft ADP. They're likely to be at least top 36 wide receivers this year, and they're being drafted outside of that in Dynasty ADP. In fact, in Dynasty ADP, they're being drafted in the 8th and 7th rounds, respectively, Adam Thielen to Juju Smith-Schuster. And in redraft ADP, they're being drafted as in rounds 7 and 5. So in fact, Juju Smith-Schuster is drafted significantly above Adam Thielen in redraft ADP and significantly below it in dynasty ADP. I like both players, especially if you're looking for cheap points, and I really think Juju Smith-Schuster has a strong value and points upside in that offense um, with a fresh start in, in Kansas, but what, what do I know? I got it wrong last year, right? If you're looking for ultimate flyers, just players that don't cost much, we've already talked about Tim Patrick, because He's Tim Patrick and talked about that Denver offense a few different times, but Tim Patrick has been drafted 17 positional spots below his redraft ADP in Dynasty, meaning that Dynasty redraft players are much more willing to take a shot on him as scoring some points this year instead of Sutton or Judy or because of injury or because he just outcompetes one of them for target, which he's done before, to be fair. Well, not targets, more touchdowns, but I like undrafted free agents and you know it. Um, he's currently been drafted in like the 15th round in Dynasty ADP if you can't get him for a third round pick you don't have to go get him but I definitely think at that value is very interesting as is Jarvis Landry being drafted the same number of positional spots below his redraft ADP uh, Jamison Crowder and Sterling Shepard are pure points bets and um, with a lot less upside in my opinion but both exist with a similar positional disparity between redraft and dynasty and um, as a guy who might have more value increase if redraft is right this year Josh Palmer is being drafted 11 positional spots below his redraft ADP in Dynasty, which means he's a young player on the Los Angeles Chargers where Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both aging and redrafters think he's more likely to score points this year. So I think he's a really interesting trade target in Dynasty, not just for points, but also because if they are right and he scores more points than we currently expect in Dynasty, he might see a significant value increase. And so I think Josh Palmer is an interesting trade target. Uh, in Dynasty right, right, right now. Again, he's got an ADP being drafted in the 16th round in Dynasty overall. He's getting taken as a wide receiver 84 and 87 in Dynasty ADP compared to Dynasty ranks, and that's a consensus big ball ranks of people like Ryan McDowell, not me. And so they're meant to be, you know, pretty 
pretty good ranks. And so again, if I can get him for the same cost as Sterling Shepard or Jameson Crowder or Jarvis Landry, or even that same cost plus one of those players, I think Jess Palmer is a really interesting trade target in Dynasty. Anyway, those are the ones that stuck out to me, to me the most. Um because they have the most positional disparity in terms of redraft and expected points. And also there are a few interesting upside bets in value that Dynasty players might be missing on that redraft ADP is kind of signaling to us. My projections are going to go live on Patreon in the $2 tier, so you don't care because no one wants to pay money. I get it. But that's where they're going to go. We did a live stream last week about them. If you want to check out more about the process and how I'm using it to convert it into actual stats that project the 2022 season out and how I might develop some takeaways from it um yeah and that's about it i i got all that done in 20 minutes so i guess i was talking pretty fast i hope you weren't listening on 1.5 speed since you know i already sound like a chipmunk anyway really appreciate it talk to you again next week and i will see you every week wednesday at 9 30 for the dynasty grind live stream with zach reed and dynasty outhouse really appreciate it talk to you again next time bye yeah Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the place, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking their brains, got different lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight. Back and forth, there is no order, they disorder more and more. Because the players ain't no older, they some hoarders or some mortars. Dropping bombs without no borders, they got that eye like mortar. Peak grinding numbers like molars, I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical.